Hello and welcome to another slightly strange locked at home episode of Fast Charge. Uh, I'm joined this week once again by Toddy, who you know and love, and Chris, who is here on Fast Charge for the first time. Uh, Chris, the only reason we haven't had Chris on before is because he works from home, not in the office. But we all work from home now, forever. <laughs> so there's no good reason not to have Chris on the show. So hi, Chris. Hello, uh, and I also love Toddy. <laughs> yes, thank you, it. thank you. Yes, yeah, we're all Chris now, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking about the Huawei P40 phones, which, if our timing is correct, were announced about three hours ago. Uh, we're also going to round up some of the latest Pixel 4a rumors, which we're expecting sometime in the next couple of months, maybe. Uh, and then we're going to talk air power, as it's coming to the headlines this week that air power is maybe back in process at Apple, and they haven't quite given up on it yet. So we'll revisit all of that. All right, so uh, let's start off with the P40 series. So obviously the P40 Lite and the Lite E or something like that were announced before. But today, Huawei has unveiled the P40, the P40 Pro, and is it the P40 Pro Plus or Pro, Pro Premium? Plus. Yeah, I, I've been calling it the Pro Plus because it's a literal like plus sign, like S20 Plus. Right. So yeah, I don't know if they got a brand partnership going on with like energy company Pro Plus or not. I know it just. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it sounds like some really strong paracetamol. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Cure what yeah. ails you. Um, I mean, I I know very little about these phones because you guys have been pre-briefed. I have not, so I'll be finding out a lot on the day. But so I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you guys to lead the way on what these phones are or what we know so far. Um, yeah, so part in the curtain. Yes, we we are recording this ahead of the announcement so we only know what we've been told ahead of time that does mean we don't have pricing availability but you will know that if you go to the website right now uh what we do have is we have three phones we have the p40 the p40 pro and the p40 pro plus it's interesting i think this year that they've gone for this extra premium model just as samsung has with the ultra um and it's obviously the foil to the ultra in that regard uh whether it can be the foil i think is more down to how consumers now see huawei as a brand and uh, not really necessarily whether it's a good phone or not. I have no doubts that it's a great phone. I think it'll be a powerhouse when we get to use it ourselves. Um, so yeah, it's it's just interesting the strategy this year. I mean, that's excluding the kind of light versions that you already mentioned, Dom. Um, I've had a little bit of time with the Pro model, which I'm really enjoying so far. I've only really unboxed it and set it up. Um, obviously one of the big things is none of these support Google media mobile services, excuse me. That means that stuff like Gmail and YouTube aren't on here, but I have managed to get things like WhatsApp and Twitter on here using Huawei's own phone clone app, which I think is a big deal that makes the whole transition. If you are tempted by these devices, but you're kind of put off by what you lose. Um, it does lessen that blow slightly. And I think they're going to continue to work on new ways that are above board to get I think more of those apps on there. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been impressed by Phone Clone. I, I don't have one of the P40s right now, but I've just been playing around with a Mate 30 Pro while I'm looking at the new Huawei laptop. Uh, they sent me a phone to try out with it. And I used the Phone Clone for that. And A, it brought through WhatsApp, which you couldn't get otherwise on a Huawei right now. But it also brought through Monzo and TSB, both my banking apps, which I really wasn't expecting. And I was so you know, skeptical of this that I even made a point of logging into both to check they actually ran, they actually worked, I can get into my accounts and they are totally fine. Um, wow. I still don't, I haven't dug in enough to know exactly whether they're going to get updates, whether they'll continue to get sort of security support, that kind of thing. But they are there, they're functioning, it works. 
as I understand it, the way phone clone and if you sideload from sites like APK Mirror, you're only really getting that particular build of that app. Um, mm. And I don't think developers can update within apps. That's why that you go thinking. to the Play Store to update apps. It is my understanding as well. So yeah, in that regard, I think it's it's a kind of halfway house, but it's not really a, a foolproof solution. You just need to also have another phone that you keep up to date and then every now and then phone clone again to get the latest updated versions of all your apps. Yeah, so you need like two, three phones and then you can yeah. own any Huawei device you like happily. Perfect for tech journalists, not yeah. so great for anyone else. <laughs> yes, actually, Chris, you and I both know that that double phone life, don't we? So Yes, we do. You releases, well, my, um, obviously the hardware is what's new. My question is, do, do they know that it's... That, that that's happening and is are they going to stop that happening or is it just are they happy with that or is it a hack when you say they do you mean like whatsapp well, and, and whoever more more to huawei know that the clone app is enabling that or i don't oh, think yeah. they'd have a problem with that if anything i'm sure they tried to make sure it worked with as many apps mm. as it could as possible right to pull them over to be like hey look you can still do most of the stuff you want to do they want it to be that's kind of their pitch is that it even though the app gallery doesn't have some apps, you can get a lot of them through phone clone. Um, right. So yeah, they want to encourage that idea that as long as you're coming from another Android device, you can still get a lot of it. And they're definitely very open that they're trying to make phone clone catch as much as it can. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the updates thing is a pretty big deal. <laughs> if you're not going to get new versions. Yeah. It's kind of huge. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as it stands, you know, I've just moved these apps over. So they are, as far as I'm aware, the up-to-date builds of, of each app. So I'm glad that at least this week I can use these apps and feel like I've just moved to another Android phone and it's not causing yep. any issues and there's nothing weird. Um, obviously, I need to do some more testing on that side. Uh, I will say, just from my brief experience with the Pro, as ever, as we kind of suspected when we talked about these previously, the hardware seems rock solid. Like, the display is lovely. 90 hertz refresh rate now, that's really nice. Uh, not 120, but I don't think it bothers me that much. I think anything faster than 60 feels good. I struggle to tell the difference between 90 and 120. Yeah, exactly. Holly agree. Um, the cameras I'm yet to test, but I really am looking forward to that. I think five times is... So, so can, we, can we have a enough. summary of some of the specs? Because I am yes, clueless. Sure, I yeah. Idea. So, yeah, if you, if you haven't watched the Huawei launch or you haven't followed along on the website yet, it's um, the, the Pro specifically is... Actually, no, most of them are a Kirin 995G chip. So they are all 5G. Um, this particular Pro model that I'm using has 8 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage. You can run dual SIM, 4G and 5G, or you can use Huawei's little NM, little tiny media cards, all of that good stuff. Um, IP68 on the Pro and the Pro Plus, but not the basic, which is IP53. Yep. Um, the screen sizes, I think it's 6.58 inch on the Pro and the Pro Plus. They're basically the same phone minus the camera, uh, I should say, the Pro and the Pro Plus, just, just for simplicity. And then the standard P40 is a little uh, smaller and it just, I think it maxes out like three times telephoto, just like the P30 did last year. Um, and yeah, beyond that, it's yeah, it's a kind of standard fare of Emotion UI, Huawei's Android overlay. It's version 10.1 here, um, which I can't really see much different except for the lack of Google stuff. Um, but it feels good. There's like dark mode toggles in the quick settings and a few extra bits and bobs like that, but nothing too groundbreaking. Um, the fingerprint sensor on all of them, they all use an optical in-display, 30% bigger catchment area, I think, for detection. And it's a bit quicker. Um, you get. I think a... that was also thirty percent. Mm? Sorry, Chris. The, I think the 
the speed was also 30 percent faster so it was 30 and 30 was it right yeah. there we go yeah so it's just better all round. um i think i'm yet to test but you get that 40 watt wide charging like we've had before i think on the mate 30 pro for example but now it also supports 40 watt wireless on the pro and the pro plus which is pretty good that's pretty snappy i don't know who else has got that that level of wireless yet i think we talked about an oppo phone maybe dom the other week that might have had something along those lines yeah someone was showing off very fast wireless it was obviously fast wireless in the vivo apex concept yeah but in a phone you can Um, buy this is probably the fastest wireless charging phone i think you can buy now if it's not the fastest it's very very close yes yes um cameras that's obviously a big thing because it's huawei and p-series especially is all about photography um so you said the pro and the Let's, let's set those, I guess let's work up. The P40 <laughs> okay, first, cool. which yeah. is triple lens, right? So we've got three times optical, which is the same as what the P30 had. Yes. But it jumps to a 50 megapixel main sensor. Yeah, a whopping sensor as well. It's like a, a 1 over 1.28 inch. It's huge. Oh, right. it's, it's bigger than, I think, any other camera sensor we've seen in a phone. So it's, yeah, it's physically massive. Um, and with that 50 megapixel resolution hopefully it means you get i don't know better better low light performance just from that alone before you even consider things like aperture and, and that stuff and i'm just looking through is that the same that's the same on all three isn't I it i think They've they all, all get that. that 50 meg sensor which is really nice because wow. that is yeah, a, okay. a beefy uh, yeah yeah and, and, and they're calling it and they're calling it an ultra vision wide lens <laughs> Yeah, uh, which doesn't mean a whole lot, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then the so the pixels are being pulled down. Of you're not actually taking 50 megapixel pictures, a bit like the S20 range, and they're coming down to a 16 megapixel uh, image. I think is that right? So they're treating it kind of like a 48 meg multiple. That makes sense. I think <laughs> maths. Um, and yes, they use they're all using the RYYB um, pixel arrangement so instead of a green pixel it's two yellow pixels yeah um which again i think the company decided when they did that last year was low light i think was the main reason for that um so yeah it's it's down to me testing it to see whether color balance is still good color science is good enough and it kind of keeps step with the other flagships um but yeah so all three phones get that which is great with ois so you get a pretty solid main camera whichever of the p40 series you pick yeah Um, i like that yeah, I think that's really strong. It's it's kind of, again, similarly to what we've seen, slightly different with the S20 range, but you're only really getting the depth sensor between the 20 and the 20 plus, and I think that was a good move. Um, you're not losing out really on anything major. Um, and then, so yeah, OAS, three times optical on the P40 um, with an 8 meg sensor, and then there's also a 16 megapixel uh, ultra wide as well, just for good measure. No stabilization, that's just a kind of fun extra sensor, probably good for video, I imagine. So that's the basic P40. Same wide angle lens, right? Uh, then the Pro, which I am using, which you can see here, maybe, um, if the quality is good enough, is, yep, yeah, same 50 meg heading things up, but it does have a 12 megapixel, five times optical telephoto. So that's a little bit more. Was that more than the P30 Pro? I can't remember now. Was that five times as well? Um, yes, five times optical. Yeah. So it's, 10 times hybrid. It's the same set up there but just with a slightly updated sensor i imagine and again mm-hmm. color science the interesting one actually i think is not so much the telephoto as it is there's a 40 megapixel ultra wide cine lens so the ultra wide lens if you do ultra wide shots which is the one at the top here they're also using it as the video lens so i think that means they can crop in for stabilization purposes or you just have a super wide lens and it just looks 
extra cool and video-y. And that's the same with both the Pro and the Pro Plus, right? Um, yeah, I think they both benefit from that. The Pro Plus, um, it's weird that the the skew changes are... So they both also have a TOF lens for depth, which the main P40 doesn't have. But then the Pro, the Pro Plus also gets the 8 meg 3 times optical from the basic P40, but then also... <laughs> has a yeah. separate 10 times optical super periscope is what they're calling it telephoto lens an 8 meg sensor with ois as well so it's got two telephoto lenses on that top top model including one with 10 times optical which is nuts which we were talking about when this was all rumored we, we spoke about p40 rumors with jim two or three weeks ago on the show and i think yeah my view at the time was that makes sense because that 10 times is going to go more zoom than you need a lot of the time and so having the three times as this sort of secondary like i want to zoom in oh no i don't want to zoom that far like i want to i want to come back a bit and and get something in in the in the middle without relying on digital to, to sort of fill in all of the gaps um it makes sense i i mean the 10 times sounds wild i mean yeah the the biggest we've seen in anything else is five times optical so an t- actual 10 times optical if that's good that could be incredible um, and that is definitely, on paper, better than the Ultra, the S20 Ultra. I wonder whether it's, it's going to be easier or harder to stabilize an optical system at that zoom distance than it would yeah. be digitally. <laughs> I imagine it's going to be really hard. So if it's good, then well done, Huawei. They are touting a lot of AI for this sort of stabilization, aren't they? But Absolutely, I'm still yeah. just not sure what I would use any of these telephotos for a lot of the time especially the crazy like 10 times one. I mean, I haven't, to be honest, used many of these phones over the last year or so that have these crazy zooms. But all of the tech journalists and people I've seen posting their this time zoom, this time zoom, this time zoom, like samples <laughs> on Twitter, it's just like, yeah, but I'm never going to do that. Do that. I'll do it once. <laughs> you'll get the phone, you'll take a picture of the moon, you'll be like, look at the moon, and then you'll probably yeah. never use that feature again. So yeah. Um, I mean, I, what I'd I, say from the ones I've reviewed and used, I use them up to about 10 times. 10 times is the most zoom I would ever feasibly use for an actual photo I want to take. Yeah. Which is why this makes a bit more sense to me than the S20 Ultra, because if they're pushing 10 times as the level, I would use it up to that level and want it to get good results. What felt funny about the Ultra was they were pushing 100 times, and, and that's when you go, well, I'm never going to use that because A, it looks bad, and B, I, I never need to take a photo of anything that far away. Um, I assume this will also have a digital zoom option that's very extreme, but I think it makes more sense that they're not pushing that as the sort of the selling point of it, I guess. I imagine their marketing will also probably double down on that fact of like, we have usable zoom, like it's mad zoom, but it's usable. I think that'll be definitely something we'll see from the messaging around the, the plus model particularly. Yeah, I'm sure we haven't obviously seen it because we were recording ahead, but the I'm sure the keynote will have a lot of uh, comparison slides with competitor A. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And just to be clear, these the, the Pro and the Pro Plus ha- both have time of flight lenses as the yeah. fourth or fifth uh, If you can option. see yeah. that little singular sensor in this kind of visor area yeah. here, that one standalone, this is on the Pro yeah. model. Um, so the Pro Plus is actually Penta camera. Effectively, yeah. Yeah. Cool, I guess. <laughs> hey. 
but yeah, it is. It is kind of like where, where is the line for the consumer? Like, did do you watching care about the extra zoom? Do you care about five lenses or five sensors, or would you rather just one or two that do it really well? I I think the Cine lens is the one I'm most excited about in everyday use. I think that's got more legs than the telephoto systems, which is why I think the Pro is probably the best buy of the bunch. Probably yeah, is the I think it was spot, considering some of the things you're dropping out on the on the regular. Mm. Yep. What are the are the it screen like size is that different? The the Pro and the the Pro Plus are the same. Uh, yeah. It's, what it's, about the the regular? I'm trying to remember slash look at my cheat sheet to I remind myself. I don't think it's that much, much smaller. smaller. It's I mean none of I, what I would say that this model so six point five eight inch screen um here. It feels surprisingly thick, despite uh, even before I touched the camera bump, the phone feels fairly thick, which I didn't feel the same way about the P30 Pro. So that is interesting. I think they've just to cram everything in. Um, yeah, the, the standard P40, by the way, is 6.1 inch with a 19.5 by 9 rather than a 19.8 by 9 aspect ratio. So it's a little bit more squat technically, and it's 2340 by 1080. Whereas the Pro and the Pro Plus are 2640 by 1200. So they're above full HD extended. I think I'd probably still be buying the smallest one. Yeah. 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 You don't lose out a huge amount. It's just if you want that that mad camera, smart stuff. Um, I think performance wise, you're going to get a really solid experience across all of them. What's the camera bump like? Camera bump. That, so they made a point as well of saying like how it kind of curves beautifully into the phone's back that's a bit of a stretch i'd say but it's not too bad as i said because the phone already feels quite thick i've kind of just resigned myself to it feeling like a chunky device so the bump doesn't uh, bother me too much um it's not that dissimilar from the s20 plus which i have here it's a it's about actually it's about double the height looking at it now um one thing though huawei does include a case in the box it's one of those transparent flexible cases but that does eliminate the bump so in a sense, you don't have to worry about the camera bump if you're happy putting that case on from the get-go. Cool. Hmm. There is some slight differences with the... There's like a ceramic one and there's like... Yeah, the... The Pro, Pro or the Pro Plus only comes in like this really suave black or white. Yeah, I think the Pro Plus is just black or white ceramic. I don't think it comes in glass colours. Um, again, that will have been confirmed on stage, but yeah, there's, I think, three main colours for the Pro. And other markets, I think, get a couple of extra options. Um, I think it's the same for the P40 standard as well. Uh, but yeah, there's ceramic, uh, which we have seen before from... I, I don't know if Huawei's used ceramic on its phone backs before, but I know that um, Samsung has with the S10 Plus last year. I think it was. You could get a ceramic model. And we've seen some other phones with ceramic before. But um, it's not that common. And I imagine it comes with a very high price tag to match. Yeah, the uh, Oppo Find X2 Pro has a ceramic option. And there's the vegan the leather non-vegan and the other stuff, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing on the colours because it is, again, quite similar to the S20 Ultra where mm. they went just black and grey for the Ultra. I think and black here, and white just black is a and white. better option. Yeah, but it's an interesting thing. They've also clearly made a choice. They look at who they think is going to buy these super top spec, super high-end, big, chunky devices and say, whoever that buyer is, they don't want a colourful phone. Do you think it's because they're going to slap it in a case or do you think it's because they don't care about the color? They just use it for the, the raw power of the device. I would lean towards thinking the latter and that they're maybe thinking it's people more like a maybe more likely to be bought for business use 
or maybe be just not to get all gender stereotypy from their perspective maybe they think it's more likely to be men buying and men are less likely to want a super colorful finish and that might be the sort of marketing thinking behind it um i don't know i do find it a bit of a shame i like i like the colorful ones and actually some of the colors on the the deep sea blue looks lovely yeah but, this is uh, the deep sea blue although it's called yeah. ink blue on the box because i think because because we got our device ahead of time yeah but i mean if you can make that out in the compressed google hangouts resolution it's it's yeah. a nice finish it's actually probably one of the more pedestrian colorful reflective finishes that we've seen from any huawei or honor flagship in recent memory there's no gradient there's no patination or, or any mm-hmm. kind of brush effect that you know they usually use to make these phones stand out so i don't know why that was decided upon this year it's an odd move i think when they've kind of built their brand around having these eye-catching finishes yeah um all right i think that's the hardware pretty much covered there is one last thing i want to talk about on the p40 stuff mm. which is celia yes uh, <laughs> which is huawei's uh voice assistant um now making an attempt to bring that to the west which they've kind of given up on in the past in the past they just said well you you know western users won't use our voice assistant they'll use google assistant obviously that's not an option anymore so celia is is now going to sort of uh be their voice assistant worldwide there we go but that wake word hey celia <laughs> is very similar to hey siri <laughs> well so much so that i believe chris didn't your phone get triggered by hey celia as siri yeah so we were sitting through the the p40 briefing which is obviously it was a basically a a, a hangout like this and i just had the audio coming out of my laptop with my iphone sitting next to it <laughs> and and yeah the, the the chap doing this section of the the briefing uh, said it a few times in in the iphone well siri popped up going yep how can i help uh, <laughs> is this is this a ploy by huawei to just annoy iphone users to want to switch because their series keep going off or is it just a coincidence what do we think uh, i wouldn't like to say but it's it's awful, it's awfully similar. Yeah, um, oddly but so. But luckily, you can you can hold the power button for one second to do it instead. Yes. Um, but and I suppose it's not really an issue if you're going to buy this phone. You're unlikely to have an iPhone as well. Um, True. Because although it's that's normal for me and Alex, it's it's not the norm. <laughs> no. True. True. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm confident it's a weird, not very well thought through. Uh, coincidence rather than um conspiracy in this case but uh <laughs> yeah. it is a bit of an odd one does it do anything interesting that other than just standard voice assistant stuff um i don't think so i like i said before we started filming i just filmed the uh the unboxing and, and the setup of this phone so i haven't had a chance to get to know celia yet but i don't mm-hmm. imagine she's going to bring anything new to the table beyond just what's the weather what's on my calendar um open the camera that kind of stuff if there is anything, it will be in my hands-on, which will already be on the site, so you'll know by the nice. time we cover this. I've got a list here, and it's yeah, it's pretty standard, like phone, contacts, text, calendar, music, exactly. video, yep. weather, clock, alarm. The only the the interesting one, which you'll have to try out, Alex, is is under the vision section. It says that Celia can handle AI lens and AI touch shopping, whatever Ooh. that is. Oh, they, they had high touch for a while back where you could yeah. put two fingers on screen on certain objects with whether you're in a web browser or whatever, and it would try and identify them and give you shopping options. 
I never found that feature a useful or b effective. So I don't think that will have come on leaps and bounds. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in China it's the hottest feature on a Huawei phone, and and they've they've made sure it's the same in the West. But um, again, I will make sure to test that uh, once I've spent some more time with the phone. Okay. Uh, final note on this: I'm going to double down on my theory that this is just accidental bad naming rather than intentional because <laughs> I'm clicking through the the the, the notes. Uh, and I note that the uh, name they've given for the bit of, for when Celia is used to share content wirelessly between devices, they have called that Siwi. Siwi. That's that's kind of like it reminds you of Zigbee, the the smart home <laughs> standard, but it's definitely worse. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. That's not quite right. But the phones look great. <laughs> other than that. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be sold on Celia, but we shall see. And apologies to anyone whose iPhones have been going mad for the last minute or two. <laughs> uh, okay, that is the P40 is done. We're going to chat Pixel 4a stuff in a second. Thanks. Right, so that's the P40 is done. Pixel 4a. We're not expecting to see this anytime too soon, but it is kind of on the horizon. We're expecting a maybe April, May release for the 4a, the sort of mid-range budget follow-up to the Pixel 4. Um, I kind of what triggered wanted to talk about this today was actually the news this week that or last week that um, Google I.O. has been outright cancelled, which is a bit odd because it had already been shifted from an in-person event to an online only one. And they made a lot of fuss about doing a special online thing, bringing de developers together over like, you know, webcam and all that same as everyone else. And then without really saying why, they just said they've full on cancelled the whole thing and it's not going ahead at all. Um, we don't know if the 4A would have been at I.O., but it's the sort of thing it would have been around the right time. They might have been talking about some of the features and it just made me think, let's talk 4A, especially because we have Chris here who has been keeping on top of the rumours so far. Yeah, so well, I guess, let's tackle the I.O. thing first, but which is, is a bit strange because... Like, obviously, MWC got cancelled, various other things have been cancelled, but everybody's just gone ahead with their launches, either with an online stream, which is pretty easy for a tech company to do, or yep. just, here's the phone, we've announced it anyway. So yeah. This is Google. How are they not just... Of all the companies, I was expecting yeah. Google to be the last one to cancel an online live stream broadcast like, setup. Baffling. Yeah, surely they could still get... Sundar and various other people somewhere and and make some announcements. Yeah, they're, they're still trying to figure out this whole YouTube thing. It's what all the kids are into nowadays. <laughs> well, I mean, it, so in fairness to them, so what they, they say it's because of the shelter-in-place orders in, in the Bay Area, which is very similar. Uh, right now, the UK has now been ordered into lockdown, so we're, we're all sort of been told not to leave our homes, which is why we're all like this. So I'm guessing what it kind of came down to is the actual, or what, although they could do a live event, Probably just all the admin work of organizing it, trying to do that in remotely. Yeah, putting a crew to you still have to film a live stream event, which means a certain number of people in a room together to do it. And if that's not an essential thing to do, you can see why they might think actually this is something we shouldn't do anymore. Because um, even I mean, Sundar's stuck at home. What a testament it would have been though if they decided to kind of like how Samsung broadcast the S twenty launch on S twenty phones. If yep. they were all just like vlogging from Pixel 4a's and being like, this whole time you've been watching me on a Pixel 4a, that would have been a great way to A, release the phone and I think kind of double down on the fact that they are, you know, they are 
in the face of adversity, they, they continue on, you know. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I do wonder if this will see other people do similar things. We've obviously Apple made a fuss that WWDC is going to be an online event, um, but they're in the exact same part of the world and must be facing the exact same problems about trying to put it together, even mm. even an online version. So I wonder if we'll see other people do the same thing and just say, look, if everyone on our team is working from home, we just can't do this in any capacity anymore. I mean, also, what does that mean for the development of Android? Like, are we just not going to know as many of the features until it actually becomes a gold release and we get to use yeah. it ourselves? Or I assume we're just going to get blog posts, you know, or YouTube videos announcing stuff, but not, not sort of all in one go. Maybe it means we'll get more of a drip feed or maybe it is literally just going to be lots of the same I.O. announcements, but just mm. dumped on the Google blog with, with a bit less fanfare than normal. Yeah. And yeah, what about I the think phone? that's what we'll get. Because they still want to share all that information with us and they can still have that together. They just can't put together a slick kind of presentation and, and event, maybe. So you'd think if any company had the resources to uh, get an international team on it, Google would be able to handle that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are other parts of the world that are not in lockdown right now and you'd think they'd be able to put it together, but who knows? Hey. Yeah. I mean, May seemed like... Uh the the correct time for the announcement the the 3a was announced in may last year yeah um so it was it was bang on for the 4a um so yeah we we may just see a blog and a press release come out on a, on a particular day a bit like apple just announced the new macbook air and new ipad mm. um yeah so let's obviously io would have been lots of developer stuff as well but 4a is what we were most interested in um so what are we rough expecting? So the 3A last year, the way I think of the 3A was that it was an attempt to take the Pixel 3 camera and put it into a phone that then compromised, not on everything else, but on lots of other things without compromising on the camera as much as it could. Um, is that basically the, the theme this time around, we think, for the 4A? Basically, yes. Um, it will look like the Pixel 4, um, it will look a lot nicer than the 3A um, based on the leaks that we've been seeing come out. So we're talking a much nicer screen with um, a punch hole camera at the front. So, you know, much better screen to body ratio. So it's going to look a bit more premium on the front. The back's going to look similar, but it will have that square uh, camera module uh, that we've seen on the, on the 4, but it will still be a single rear camera. Um, so we're not the getting the telephone. Right apparently not will just be the same 12 megapixel uh, main camera i can imagine that looks pretty pretty rough if it's just the one sensor on that big old square camera bump uh the 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 module like the square bit on the back is a lot smaller than the four so it's, okay. it doesn't look silly it, it looks like there's space for another lens but it, yeah if you look closely it's not there it's just a it's just that and a flash so kind of like an iPhone 11 in that regard, where it looks like there is space, but they just chose not to use it. But it doesn't look ridiculous. Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, but it looks a lot nicer at the front. Like the screen to body ratio is a lot higher. What, like nicer than a Pixel 4 or 4XL, you mean? Um, sort of similar. Mm -hmm. um, and the screen will be about 5.8 inches, according to the leaks. Um, it'll only be 60 hertz, but again, we're talking like a... A pretty affordable phone here so and if it's like the the three a's it'll be oled so it's still pretty nice right is it oled 
Uh, yeah, I believe so. It should be IPS OLED. So you're getting like a decent screen, but like not a crazy resolution or refresh rate. So mm. battery life should be good. Um, the I mean, the battery is not going to be huge, like just over 3000 milliamp hours. So nothing crazy. But the other, you know, all the previous pixels have worked pretty well for me, like a couple of days battery. You didn't use the four, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're talking three and before. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's for the best. They're not putting the 90 hertz in. Um, it, it, will, it should be a lower spec processor too, right, which will help with battery again. It's probably not going to be a 865 or 855 even. No. We're talking Snapdragon 730. Um there's a possibility of a 765, I think, which may come with 5G, but um, I would have thought it's just going to be the 730. I would be surprised if they went for 5G on the A-series before the next numbered phone gets it. That would be wild, but at the same time, it would be in set with the market, so I wouldn't rule it out to play devil's advocate with myself. <laughs> As What's I funny about this, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> is in line with what I was saying earlier, I was sort of saying last year's 3A felt like the Pixel 3's camera or like the, the core things you get from a 3, but then compromises elsewhere. In a way, this actually isn't that, is it? Because you're not getting the two things I would think of as the big cells of the 4 with a yeah. telephoto and the 90 hertz. Not and the neither radar. of those. Hmm? <laughs> not oh, the radar. Yeah. Well, that's probably also not in here, right? So yeah, even true. if you do want to count the radar, that's also probably not in this phone. So it's interesting how they're going to message it because it doesn't feel as closely tied to the 4 as the 3A did to the 3. Mm. Off specs, at least. And rumoured specs, so maybe these are completely wrong. But um... Are we still expecting to see it within the next, what, two months? <laughs> Who knows now, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah, Everything it was... It was it was mid-May for the 3A, and IO would have been mid-May this year. So I think it was May 12 to 14 were the original IO dates. So that would be it. But again, I would easily believe they're going to use this as an excuse to push things back because they're not tied to a May event now. So if there's supply chain stuff, obviously China's actually kind of getting back to normal now, which may mean the supply chain begins to get back to normal. But um if it's happening at the same time as Google's American offices are no longer normal, that may slow things down again in a different direction. So, uh, but yeah, um, I'm interested to see the, the 3A was a very good phone if you were American and a bit of a less a good, but less competitive phone for the, for the Europe. Uh, because it feels Chinese like it's going to be in the same space to me. Yeah. I mean, we basically know the price, if that helps, um, because Evan Blass uh, tweeted some... Well, they, some people thought they were real, but he just mocked up some billboards. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and sort of pretended he went for a walk and saw them, um, which uh, were all in sort of Google style and included uh, the price of $399, which is the same as the, the 3A was, so we expect it'll be the same amount in pounds as well. And that makes sense. Again, I think for the US, that will make it the best mid-range phone on the market, probably. Um, just for for the UK, at least, it won't be in such a strong space because of all the Xiaomi stuff and Oppo and that kind of thing fighting in that kind of space. But, yeah, um, but then, I, like, I I love stock Android. 
and yeah. just having that peer experience. And I've, I've, well, like one of my mates has been asking me which phone to get next, mm. and he was looking at the 3A, and I was like, well, the 4A is going to come out soon. He read my rumors article on it, and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for that now. So he, that makes sense. He really wants it to come out and doesn't really want the software of those rivals. Yeah, I think the only other option then in that sense is Nokia, but uh, they have a weird. I feel like with the Nokia phones, they do a lot in the £200 price range and then they do the sort of flagshipy stuff. But actually that £400 area, the mid-range, they, they weirdly kind of, there's a bit of a gap in their lineup. There's not as much as is compelling around there. But they obviously do do stock Android or, or very, very close to stock too. Um, yeah. Cool, all it right. It is a slightly odd part of the market, just to finish off. Yeah. Because, you know, the va- I think the vast majority of people are either getting a flagship or they want something for under 200 Yeah. So it is sort of an odd no-man's-land price point, but there are still some people out there that want that. It's especially an odd price point because it's the sort of price point at which you will also find last year's flagships. Yeah, exactly. Anything new at that price is actually also fighting with last year's flagships. Yeah, so it's got a free. sort of... <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You know, um, when the th- when the 3A came out, there was a big sort of, well, should you buy the 3A or buy the Pixel 2? Because, actually, they were about the same price. And it'll be the same thing here. Do you buy a 4A or do you buy a Pixel 3? Because the 3 was such a good phone. But um, it'll, it'll be fighting against itself in that sense. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it will probably be a couple months before we hear any more about it. It's sort of a funny case. It's so comprehensively leaked, pretty much. But it's at least two months off if not longer now, but uh, who knows. Um, So last off for today, this will be a quick one hopefully, but a bit of a surprise in the news, there was a leak that Apple is working on air power again, which if you don't remember, Apple announced air power two years ago? It was was with the iPhone 10, wasn't it? When they first brought the iPhone 10 out and that whole thing was it yes yeah it was alongside that and it was so two and a half years one of the launch like images alongside the phone on stage they had it on this air power mat with uh, an apple watch and some airpods if memory serves uh there weren't wireless charging airpods then i don't think so it wouldn't have been airpods but but an apple watch was there and it was giving you like battery readout so so yeah air power is basically yeah so it's, it's a wireless charging mat but the idea is it's a wireless charging mat that charges multiple products at once, not just one, but also does it at, across the device. So there's no, you can put the products down anywhere on the mat and they will charge rather than having to like find that sweet spot that anyone who uses wireless charging will know that you just, if you miss it by, you know, half a centimeter, then you wake up in the morning and your phone's dead. Um, but yeah, they tried to build it forever and it just didn't work is everything that we sort of heard. It was just a no-show for ages. And then uh, apparently the sort of, because it uses uh, charging coils have to overlap so that they can get that effect where anywhere you put it down, it charges. And apparently that caused mad heating problems. And I don't know if it was quite exploding and bursting into flames, but they, they were definitely apparently not, not consumer ready. Uh, and the report last year or something was AirPower's dead, Apple gave up, they can't build it, you'll never see it. And then this week, uh, it turned up, someone on tweeted, I can't remember who, John Prosser uh, tweeted, like, AirPower's back on internally. They're not ready to talk about it, but they're going again. Um, Why do you think they, what do you think's changed 
in terms of them deciding if this is true that they are now in a position where they can do it i it's hard to know where they're coming from here i can only assume i mean i don't know they haven't made any official wireless charging accessories unless i'm wrong uh, I don't think there is an Apple wireless charger. No, I think because AirPower like, was the Apple wireless yeah, charger. Yeah, and Belkin is like on the Apple store, and I think they just lent yeah. on that since forever. So, and I kind of wonder if it's just a pride thing that they realise they do have to put out an official wireless charging mat at some point because there will be so many people who just don't want the third party one, even if it's the third party one on the Apple store. They want the one that has the Apple logo on it. Yeah. They want it to be in an Apple box. Whether it's a trust thing or showing off the brand thing or whatever, that's what they want. And I wonder if it's a pride thing that they, they can't put out another wireless charger that's not air power. Yeah. Like, they can't, like, retreat to a regular wireless charger. They have to do air power because they said they're going to do nothing. it. Air power nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what, you what can't John. Be Apple and go back a stage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what, what has been said about it uh, so far? And actually, Tolly, I have to say, you were right. It does look like AirPods on the initial photo, but I'm sure they weren't wireless charging AirPods then. But maybe, maybe that's when they. I think actually that what that was was they they talked about the case then alongside AirPower, and then neither showed up for ages. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what they've managed to do is they're still working on it internally, uh, and it is working. It doesn't heat up as much. But it now doesn't support the Apple Watch, which is obviously a big problem because mm. uh, that's a core part of their product portfolio and, and the image of you use your iPhone and your watch. And so apparently they're now, John Prosser says they are going back to engineer from scratch again uh, so that it will work with Apple Watch because they're not going to release it without Apple Watch support. So it's this sort of weird thing where he's, you know, we've kind of found out they have still been working on it this whole time and we didn't know but they've actually hit another different brick wall and are going back to the beginning all over again. I mean, from what I saw from the descriptions and the diagrams from like patents and, and whatnot, it, it's a, it's a limitation of physics to have <laughs> a, that concentration of coils overlapping, but also because the watch is using a different coil size, you need to have big coils and small coils interlaced to yep. cover both the phone. And then I imagine the AirPods case uses the same size coil as the Apple watch. Um, because, yeah, if you've ever tried to put an Apple Watch on a charger that works with an iPhone, it won't charge it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, trust Apple to throw itself up against the laws of physics and refuse to back down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it feels like they could come up. It feels like they could come up with some sort of small compromise where perhaps, I don't know, some magnets pull the device into the correct spot. So you that's can, a good idea. That's good. You can still put it down anywhere, but it the the mat pulls it into the right place to sort of avoid all these all these problems. But maybe that is even even that is too much of a compromise compared to what they said initially. I don't know. Well, because I think it was around the same time that AirPower was announced. So what was that? The twenty eighteen. So whichever Note Note nine, I think that would have been. Um, Samsung brought out a, a pad that kind of had the same footprint as AirPower, but it was one dedicated slot for the phone and then one de dedicated slot for the Galaxy Watch of the time next to it. So it kind of resembled AirPower, but it, it kind of also highlighted the fundamental issues with a concept like AirPower and what they couldn't do. Yeah. That's what I still find funny about it is, you know, you can go and buy multi-device wireless chargers. You've been able to do that for years. And I honestly think Apple's just shot itself in the foot because I think 
of its potential air power customers would be super happy to just buy a wireless charging mat that did their phone and their watch and their AirPods separately in specific pots. And you could have little markers so you know where to put each one down. And I think people would be fine with that. And I think the fact that it said Apple on it and that it did those and if it had good speeds, like that's fine. That's all people actually want from air power. I think this idea that you can put it down anywhere and it doesn't matter, that's cool. But I don't think that's going to actually be what would sell most people on it. And it's kind of, I feel like they're just throwing money down in a big pit and throwing away the revenue of selling a product that they can't sell because they won't back down on this one little bit of it that I don't think most people care about. It's like they made the mock-up image and then they didn't kind of, they, they put all the kind of elements down, they put the phone down and thing, and no one actually lined them up where they were supposed to go. So someone just <laughs> took it and was like, oh yeah, so they can work anywhere. Cool. Just put that into the slideshow. Yeah. And that was it. Now it's committed <laughs> to like, yeah, that's what yeah. everyone's expecting. So yeah, they've kind of um, uh, presented themselves into a corner, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have an Apple Watch or AirPods, but if I did have those as well as my iPhone or even just one of those things, I would be totally happy with, yeah. well, even if I had all three, I'd be happy with uh, a flat charging base for the iPhone or the AirPods, because to be honest, yep. most of the time, I wouldn't need to charge them at the same time. Yeah. And then like a little little higher up bit yeah. for the for the watch, where you, you, know, you sort of sit it and it looks nice. And, and that exists. You can buy that. You just yeah. can't buy it with Apple's name on the packaging. Yeah. Why don't <laughs> they just make one of those? Very, very odd. And charge a silly um, amount for it. <laughs> like 350 quid for a uh, yeah. tablet keyboard, keyboard yeah. cover. <laughs> uh, we like Apple, really. We just poke fun. Um, yeah, so AirPower may be coming. I guess no matter what, even if it's still on the way, this is a long way off. I'd be, from the sounds of it, if they're going back to scratch again, I'd be surprised if this is even in September's iPhone event. Right this year it sounds like it could even be a next year thing or something if they're still back to the drawing board all over again so it's still vaporware really it's just slightly less vaporous this week um uh, i think that is us for today we've been battling with hangouts internet connections so sorry to anyone if the quality has been a bit up and down or if there are weird moments of awkward silence uh, blame everyone else trying to have video chats at the same time as us it's their fault <laughs> Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you, Chris and Toddy, for joining this week, obviously. Uh, jump in the comments. Uh, let us know what you think about everything we've been talking about. Like and subscribe, all of that. Uh, oh, and let us know what you would like us to do with the P40s now that we have uh, some of them around to play with. Thanks, guys.